talk about the nine gifts of the Spirit. And we're going to read here 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. I know that you and gent- you were, gent- were Gentiles and you were carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed and that no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So he's establishing that the Holy Spirit is the source and power of where our uh, submission, where our uh, our connection to God comes from. This is the Holy Spirit. It's what he does. He draws us to God and he works with us when God is using us. Number four, uh, verse four, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences in ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, and to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So establishing a baseline here, uh, there's nine gifts here. We just read through nine gifts of the spirit that the Lord has distributed to the church. And what did he distribute to them for? Well, it just says it right here. He said that the spirit, uh, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So he gives these gifts of the Holy spirit to each one within the body of Christ to profit for all, not all at one time, because the gift's not for every person at the same exact time. It says he distributes to each one individually as he wills. So there's a, the first thing we have to establish, we have to not be ignorant about these things is what Paul said, which we're going to start to uh, lessen the ignorance on these things. And ignorance doesn't mean you're dumb. It doesn't mean that you're un, uh, unable to be learned in it. It just means you're currently in a place where you're not educated on these things. And that's what Paul said not to be. He said, don't be ignorant concerning these things. So that means we have some work to do in learning and understanding what these gifts are for. And it's important. Let me jump ahead before I get into the, because I'm only going to get through one today. We're going to start talking about the word of wisdom, and but we're going to break down what these mean. And we're going to go through all nine of these gifts. But I wrote this down and why we have to operate in these. Uh, today, the world is dull of hearing. The Bible says in Matthew 13, uh, Jesus spoke in parables to a lot of people uh, because he didn't operate in these gifts 100% of his time of the time. Uh, this, this same principles applied to Jesus. Although he had unlimited power, he was completely uh, uh, surrendered to, to God and he had the power of God, the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, just like me and you are. And he had a, uh, but he had no unfair advantage of us. And people in his day, he said, were dull of hearing. They didn't have the understanding that they needed. Acts chapter one says he told his disciples, "Do not leave until you've been endued with power." In other words, do not go minister. And the same goes to you. Don't go minister in the name of Jesus without the power that He's supplied to you. How foolish that would be to try and minister on behalf of Jesus Christ minister on behalf of your God and not have the power associated with the ministering that you're going to do to help other people. 
you know, you're very limited in your ability when you're helping someone on your own. There's no power in you. There's power. The Bible says, like Jesus said to his disciples in Mark 11, 22, he said, have faith in God. Faith is strong, but your faith is not in your own ability. Your faith is in God. And so your power source comes from the Holy Ghost. I'm just giving you some scriptures to back that up. You can go back and read them if you're a studier. But Acts chapter 1, uh, 4 through 8, he said, do not leave until you've been endued with power. I will equip you. I'll give you the Holy Spirit and be you'll have power to carry out these things in the cities that you go into. And then in Ephesians chapter four, I may expound on these at another time, but Ephesians chapter four, 17 and 18 says that the world has been blinded. They don't know what to, they, they, their eyes are darkened. Their minds have been, have been blinded. They don't know what to search. You can't just go read the scripture to them, you know, walk out into someone who's blinded and just read a scripture and expect them to be impacted by it. it the Holy spirit does the impacting. And that's why God has given the church, the body of Christ, uh, he's given me and you the gifts of the spirit to impact people that are blind, people that don't know, not just physically, I'm not talking about in your eyes blind, but their minds are blinded, they're darkened to the things of God. That's why he's given us and equipped us with the nine gifts of the spirit. So I want to break these down again. There are nine gifts of the spirit that we just read. First Corinthians chapter 12, uh, he starts in verse eight. Uh, for to one is given the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge. He goes through uh, through eight through, through verse uh, through verse ten. Those two verses he explains the nine gifts of the spirit. These are not the nine fruits of the spirit. There's nine fruits of the spirit as well, not to be confused with the nine gifts of the spirit. Fruits of the spirit are a um, they're they're not necessarily supernatural. But they're the spiritual. Uh, uh, they're the spiritual fruit of walking in the spirit of God. If you walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, these are the fruits that your life should produce. But we're talking about the nine gifts of the spirit. These are supernatural endowments from God. Supernatural abilities given to you. Think about that. Uh, where what other religion is? Does their God equip them with with gifts to to be an impact? They don't. They call other religions infidels. They, they they demolish other religions. God doesn't do that. He doesn't have time to even discuss these other religions. He goes into how we can impact people's lives to get them into a better condition to give their life to God. Because there's no greater life than giving your... There's, there's no better results for your life than giving your life to God. And that's the path we want to help people get to is to realize once you start living for your, you stop living for yourself and you start living for God, you give your life to Jesus. He becomes the Lord of your life and leads you to the best life possible. People are really good at surviving on planet earth and they've created the best life that they can create for themselves, but how much better of a life they would have. If they surrender, surrender their life to Jesus Christ, these nine gifts will help people get in, get out of positions in their life to where they can give their life to Jesus Christ and get to a better place in their life in Jesus Christ. Amen. So there's nine gifts of the spirit. We can break these nine gifts down to three categories. Number one is the, is revelation gifts, the gifts that reveal things. Uh, number two could be the pat would be what we call the power gifts, get gifts that do something. And then number three, the inspirational gifts, gifts that inspire, uh, gifts that propel. 
But today I want to talk, I want to stick in the first section. And I know that's not listed in the nine gifts, but you can break all the nine gifts into those three categories, revelation gifts, power gifts, and gifts of inspiration. So number one, let's start talking about the revelation gifts, the gifts that reveal something. Number one would be the word of wisdom. Number two would be the word of knowledge. And number three would be the discerning of spirits. So I want to be clear about something. When we talk about the word of wisdom, a lot of people might think, as I did when I started reading and under, trying to understand these things, uh, that it, it, it is just a, a natural wisdom and you're, you have the gift of learning wisdom or, or obtaining wisdom. That's not even remotely close to what this stuff is. The nine gifts of the Spirit are supernatural gifts given from God. There's no way that any of these gifts could be obtained by your own ability. If they were able to be obtained by your own ability, gifts of uh, the gift of the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, the gifts of healings. Think about this. If you, that's not a hot, that's not a natural ability to heal. Uh, like it's not referring to healing as in a, what a doctor or a, surgeon or a medical clinic can provide to someone that's sick. That's not what this is talking about. How do we know that? Well, if it were, then you wouldn't have to have the spirit of God to operate in it. Think about it. You've got unsaved demonic people that are good doctors and help people get better. That's not a gift of healing. That's not a gifts of healing. That's, they don't operate in that, that, that gift of the spirit because they have the ability to help someone get better. That's not what he's talking about. These are supernatural gifts from God bestowed to you and me as God wills, not something that you're born with and you pick and choose when you operate in it. Everybody can operate in these nine gifts. Say that, say, I can operate in these nine gifts. And the way that you and I operate in that is what Paul said. He said, don't be ignorant of it. And then if we go all the way to the end of chapter 12, he said, covet earnestly or earnestly covet the best gifts. Earnestly, excuse me, earnestly desire the best gifts. That's what he wants for us. God wants us to earnestly desire the gifts that are good for us to, to be useful in that situation. Well, what's the best gift, Dylan? What's the best gift of the spirit? I've heard my pastor say this. The best gift of the spirit is whichever one is in need at the time that you need it, (laughs) whatever one you need in that moment. You know, if you're communicating to someone and they need help for their life and they don't have the answer, you can't go on Google, the Google machine and find out on Google what they need to do. You don't have the answer. You can believe God for a word of wisdom that can help and propel them in the future. Let's read this thing. Let's read. So there's three gifts um, in the revelation gifts that we, that's what we could dub them. There's three in that section. What that gifts that reveal something. Number one's the word of wisdom. Number two is the word of knowledge. And number three is the discerning of spirits. Again, these are not natural. You don't obtain this word of wisdom by your own ability. You don't learn this word of wisdom, uh, by your experience in life. And now you have a word of wisdom to give somebody. It's not how it works. But you can define the word of wisdom as such, the supernatural revelation by the spirit of God concerning the divine purpose and plan in the mind and will of God. Let me read that again to you. The word of wisdom, the gift of the word of wisdom is the supernatural revelation by the spirit of God 
concerning the divine purpose and plan in the mind and will of God. So there's a difference between the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. And it can be, it's easily explained like this. The word of wisdom is something pertaining to the future. Things pertaining to the future of that, whatever, whoever, or for yourself or for somebody else that you're giving that word of wisdom to, that God is giving that word of wisdom to you or to that person. The word of knowledge is something about the past or present, what's happening, existing. God's giving a word of knowledge. It's not the gift of knowledge. This is not the ability of, for you to have a gift of, of learning information. It's not what the gift of knowledge is. The gift is, it's called the word of knowledge. It gives you a word of knowledge or information for a particular situation. It's not to be able to, um, it's not to be able to know something by your own ability to read and learn a, and learn something. That's not what it is. What it is. Uh, let me read you the definition of the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is the supernatural revelation by the Holy Ghost of certain facts in the mind of God. And here's one thing too. So, so again, to keep it simple, word of wisdom is pertaining to the future. Something that you can't know on your own ability. You would not be able to know this on your own ability, your own uh, conjuring up of information. It is by the, by the, inf- by the divine supernatural uh, mind of God be- being given to you about future events. And then the word of knowledge is about past or present current things that are happening. Uh, we've got, so you've got multiple references in the scripture about some of these things. Uh, but I wrote this down as well. The word of wisdom is not something, you know, on your own ability, and it only deals with events that have not happened yet. It deals only deals with events that have not happened yet. So if it hasn't happened, then that's dealing with the word of that. That would be the word of wisdom, giving direction for something to happen. For example, our friend Jonah. You remember Jonah from when you were a kid, Jonah and the whale. Jonah was told about the, uh, the destruction of a city and to go and minister and preach. Well, how would he have known about the destruction of the city had not God told him about what was going to happen? That is a word of wisdom. It's information about something that's going to happen. And that's what God will do. He'll, and this is, listen, this is something that can impact somebody else's life to prevent destruction from happening to them. That there's no way, like if you go into someone's life or you're, you're communicating with someone, a coworker, a family, somebody that you're dealing with or in your life and the Lord speaks to you, you could be about your own life. He could reveal something to you about your own life and tell you something that's going to happen that had he not told you, you don't, you would have not known that that was going to happen. So the word of wisdom reveals things about the future and tells you things. It's and this is oftentimes what you see prophets in the Bible. Uh, they they are uh, operating in this word of wisdom. We see Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, operated in this. You know, he spoke directly about. I mean, he quoted before Jesus was ever on the planet. The book of Isaiah writes of what would happen to Jesus, how his body would look. He'd be crucified. It went down. That's the, that is a prophecy. That's not the gift of prophecy. we'll, We'll learn about that. But that's the word of wisdom being given to that prophet. And oftentimes a prophet will operate in that. And you can know a word of wisdom because it's not something you could have known on your own. These are things we have to learn. 
Uh, this has been a good lesson so far. I know we're over time. I know we've run a little long, but the word of wisdom, these, this is something that you can desire to operate. In. It's not just for prophets, you know, people that are see the Bible, the old Testament would call them seers that could see things. You can operate in this gift of the spirit by you. First of all, you need to be filled with the spirit yourself. There's a, there is a second baptism besides the water baptism for the Christian. There's a baptism in the Holy Spirit. You can be filled with his spirit. Then once you've been filled with his spirit, you can operate in the power that's available to you through his spirit. Oh, this is powerful stuff, man. Uh, I've got so much in my heart I want to continue sharing and talking about, but we've got to go for today. Uh, tune in tomorrow morning. We're going to have a great continuation. So we're going to talk about the word of knowledge. We're going to give some examples of it, what that word of knowledge can do, what it can do for your life and for others' lives, and uh, how you can be a blessing by be- being used by God to other people. Well, I love you so much. Thank you for joining this morning. Have a great day today. We're going to finish this day strong. We're going to start the day. We started the day strong, so we're going to continue and finish the day strong. I love you so much. Be blessed today, and I'll see you on the next morning devotional, bright and early in the morning. You stay strong in the Lord. Stay strong in your confidence in God. He'll never let you down. He's the author and finisher of your faith. You just stay confident in him. That's your job. Love you so much. Be blessed, and I'll see you on the next morning session. Talk to you soon.